Welcome to Probing Gaia, where Steve and Joey are bending over, opening their third eye, and allowing the light of the Gaia Network's consciousness-based content to fill them completely, changing them from the inside out and flowing onto you. Today, we are probing into On the Road with Lilu, Consciousness Connection with Antony. These calm people. <laughs> yes. I think this is a good intro to him because there was a lot of similar stuff, but nothing too wild. Yeah, he, uh, hold on. Yippity doo Dante. Hello, hello. Uh, the Lost World of the Calm. <laughs> I don't know if I heard you play that one before. Oh, you really? Probably... Yeah, yeah. When we were doing, yeah. was that a Patreon that we did the Childress or was uh, it on this? No, it was a, it was a Probe and Guy episode. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Islands, the guy, known as the Calm the, Islands. One of the top two since starting Probe and Guy. Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because I think someone commented, like, left a review after that, like, funniest episode. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, people people be loving Childress. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome. Welcome to Probing Guy. It's a classic Monday night recording. We are uh, streaming live on twitch.tv slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, where you can chat with us live during the show's recording sessions. So this is the standard record of Probing Guy. Is my voice still having an effect, or is that just me? I don't hear anything, but you can turn down the second, any other mic but yours. Sometimes that helps. Those are, yeah, that's already down. Those are all gone. That's just And your... No, it's good. Okay. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I mean, you sound normal. At least to me. I think it's just me. Um, My ears have become sensitive (laughs) to vibrations recently. Um... I'm becoming a trigger. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can support the show at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for two exclusive podcasts every month for only five, the $5 tier or higher. If you want to support us a little, a little more Skrilla, send that our way. Uh, but that $5 tier is best value, uh, just like the supermarket that I shop at best value supermarket. See, um, but uh, all yeah, the yeah. leftover goodness, some right. badass cuts of meat in there and <laughs> all kinds of things. Those, those, uh, those expiration dates are just, you know, suggestion dates. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Suggestion to have less fun. Yeah. If you follow hey, them, but uh, hey, I need more toilet time. So just give right. me that meat. Okay. I'm yeah. doing it on the yeah. clock anyway. Who cares? Your uh, your self care regimen is eating expired food so that you might get the shits or puke so that you can have more alone time in the bathroom where your right. family doesn't bother you enough. Yeah, hey, I just it's not me. It's this, it's my internal guts, guys. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's called self care, guys. Okay, um, <laughs> listen to our other podcast, No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast on your favorite podcast service. Leave us nice reviews. <laughs> Uh, leave us nice reviews for that podcast for this podcast uh, on Spotify, Apple podcast, or your favorite uh, podcatcher of choice, not Google podcast, even though it's on the number one phone platform in the world. Uh, It's the like main pod. It's, it's the Apple podcast of Android phones. And yet you cannot leave reviews or ratings on Google podcasts. It's ridiculous. So um, got a few more as I showed uh, you and Ryan for no guts, no glory, which has been nice over on Spotify. So, and I keep uh, refreshing that feed and it's not uncaching the old image. That's so weird, which again, that's where I'm like, is that just by device? You know, like, like, but but I mean, I I could look at it on like, I guess my wife's laptop or whatever and see if it's. uh, Yeah. I mean, I looked at it on my own thing here and I kept seeing it. Yeah. Because it's still on when I look at the Chrome, you know, version on my Android, 
uh, yeah. where I can see the entry at least. It's still cached. But again, I've looked at that on Chrome on my phone before. But it's got to right. be. You go incognito. Maybe, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. Uh, there's some way to refresh the feed itself within like SoundCloud or something. But yeah, because I refreshed the feed and redid it in iTunes. And because you can manually just push a button and say refresh feed. Right, right. And Which it's still just not. Which account the new file name version of the image. And the know, image, so. yeah. So I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, welcome P Matthews 412 to twitch.tv slash Longtime fan P Matthews. Always welcome in the chat here. Um, yeah, there are also podcasts like that Radio Mysterioso podcast will <laughs> go for weeks or months with no image. Like he just lets the image like lapse or disappear or something. And then it just pops back in. And so I don't know if that I don't know if that's a caching thing yeah. or if that's uh, him fucking with it. I don't know, but um, yeah, I think they're just a little laggy over there. It's got to be, yeah. It's so strange, but um, I can always, who knows? Like, I I think all I added was like an underscore two or something to the file name, which should be enough. I yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, that hundred percent. Anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know, but um. Uh. And it's technical it, and difficulties. It's, like, it's, basic, it's the default logo it's not like i do it for each episode you know because you can right 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 i'll change the logos for probing ancient aliens podcast yep. feed depending on which of now the kind of alternate shows we do yep. and you do that as you upload a new episode but anyway uh, the woes of the podcast uh producers world could there be See. anything more first world than that but <laughs> um but uh, yeah listen to other podcasts no guts no glory the berserk podcast and um uh it is we're having a lot of fun over there i really like doing that show yes. uh my buddy ryan uh from my martial arts group is on there and he's a big big time weeb so he knows a lot about uh anime manga japanese culture in general um he's playing honkai star rail right now a very honkai very, stinkai yes um and uh of course made by the communist supporting uh development studio from china whose name escapes me but um you know, Ryan's uh, we too low pinkos over there with his microtransactions for new cute outfits for his main character. But you know, that's, that's his will. And that's what he brings to no guts and the glory of the berserk podcast. Right. So, uh, if you want anime expertise, then, uh, come on over there, but, uh, much more subjective podcast, uh, because it's just kind of our take on the chapters of berserk, the long running manga and occasionally anime and sometimes video games. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're kind of getting there with the uh, probing guy too, which is why I'm revitalized in my, uh, interest in these shows because right. it's, uh, it's not just ancient aliens over and over again, you know, this so. type of content. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, really, really glad that, uh, Ryan Sprague enjoyed the flash and thought it was like one of the best DC movies since man of steel. It's really great. There we go. It's going to make me go see it now. <laughs> it's like weird because it's like in theory i would want to go see it even though the dc movies are obviously very hit or miss but like but then knowing that it's the complete end of that entire run mm, and then like there's no continuation i'm like i don't fucking care anymore i'll probably watch it if it's on you know max or whatever in a couple months but uh it was supposed to be this big end game style thing and then starting a new chapter but now it's now it's the James Gunniverse over there, I guess. So. Right, right. Bang, bang, huh? Um, See. Head over to blackholesoflight.com for probing ancient, alien, uh, probing ancient Aliens merchandise, disc golf disc, disc golf apparel. We're going to get some uh, probing guy. Oh, little there. update. Yeah. Not that anyone will notice, but 
I was able to buy blackholesupply.com finally. Oh, hell yeah. I'm not going to rebrand and relaunch my site, but right, if you right. type in blackholesupply.com, you will get redirected nice. to the there website. We nice, nice, nice. So that was a nice unlock. Yes. Um, but uh, nice. That's been three years or something now. Yeah. When I first was doing all this, like, again, it was some weird space apparel, like some weird website that had it. Right. But they, I, they had clearly not done anything with it for years. So they, someone over there finally just canceled their well, whatever the ownership of yeah. it. So <laughs> I was, was able to get dot com. <laughs> uh, very baseball for Steve's life. But um, yeah, uh, black hole, supply company.com or black hole supply.com uh, for probing, probing engine aliens, merchandise, disc golf, disc, uh, disc golf apparel uh, with a physical location. Now inside Cape and cowl collectibles at nine, five, two, five Garfield Avenue, suite C dash two fountain Valley, California, two, seven, Oh eight. Um, we have a segment here called Reaching for the Stars, where we ask you, the little pro-abstronauts out there, to give us a five-star rating on their uh, favorite podcast service. Uh, and if you review us in the comments of that rating, then um, uh, we will read it on the air and give you a shout-out. Uh, I'm going to do it. Ooh, I'm, I'm signed into my uh, No Guts No Glory it. account, not the other one, but let me... Let me find. There it is. Got it. Some kind of find. Some kind of coin. Uh, from our our long term listener, uh, good old Dempsey B, who might have been our first reviewer ever back in the day on probing H. I I mean, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a deep <laughs> cut for sure. Yes. Um, who <laughs> just wrote bottom text five stars? Take out those teeth, <laughs> grandmom, and gum that alien ween. <laughs> five stars and that's it uh, that earns a one big belch yeah. <laughs> uh thank you dempsey b we we mucho appreciado that review oh uh, yeah giving us uh good reviews ratings uh whatever on spotify it's answers to our cues in the q a section of each episode uh which to be fair is i mean it's almost like creating a little mini forum on each episode which is right. cool i guess you know because we can't uh, prompt the questions it does we it can. itself oh we can. we can create questions there's just a default question that spotify does which is just what did you think of this episode which is you know right. basically a review you know prompting for a general review so so we should know. take some time to craft some questions yeah yeah for both uh, casts at this point <laughs> uh, what diameter in centimeters did joey say his butthole was after the night of the 14th exactly. um, when it was lube days at home depot right had the big lube sale going on there yes and then on uh no guts of glory we can say uh at what point did joey realize the leather jacket and cool hair attracted the wrong type of person <laughs> <laughs> and who is pino based on in the <laughs> berserk series he knows based on them not yes <laughs> spoiler it's gampino yeah <laughs> uh, uh i can't remember if i told you i might have done it privately but like i was like i, I was following the whole don't drink beers um mm -hmm. when when the dick oh yeah the three thousand dollars yeah like that whole thing like i followed that from day one and the fucking memes that he made yeah. someone just sent him like a custom made like little plastic like magnet of that jacket that he or something <laughs> It was just like so insane. Like, and and long story short, uh, don't drink beers is a really popular uh, craft beer kind of memeing uh, and review. 
and re- yeah, he would review, especially barley wines and barrel aged stuff, especially. But uh, he randomly got stage four cancer. He's only in his like late thirties, colon cancer, and yeah, colon cancer. I do his kidney or liver. Or yeah, something. Ha- his liver, and so he had emergency surgery, which seemed to save him. He's still doing radiation or chemo, I think. Yeah, uh, he'll post sometimes from the the chemo chair, but um, he posted himself after like you know a few weeks he was home from the hospital he was well, doing he had a gofundme that yeah, had exactly. raised you he, know. Had a, he had a gofundme that he launched because his insurance or some other people launched for him he's like i, I didn't oh, right, want right, this right. but yes. thank you to the community and like yes. breweries are like literally not only not only donating the profits but just straight up all the money they make from beers where they yeah, put yeah. him on the label to support yes. you know him because of what he's done in the beer community yeah yeah he's had like well over i mean i would say at this point probably at least 20 breweries that he's shared where that have done something right for him where it's like yeah a labeled beer they changed the name of a beer yeah because modern times he was like they gave me everything not just the profits and he's like yeah. shout out to them so Ugh. Because I think he lives out in Bressy, like like San Diego area or something. Like no, I I think he's maybe. L.A., but I could oh, be wrong. I feel he like he's like an L.A. At guy. Bressy Ranch, which is that weird pizza port location we went to mm-hmm. one time <laughs> with Josh. Oh right, 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 right. Um, and that's where Sam was... Bro was born at the Bressy Ranch Pizza Port. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I felt like listening to his podcast. He, he was like an L.A. lawyer or something. Got it. Okay. But I could be totally wrong. He could be down in San Diego. Maybe he was just yeah, yeah. talking he's, to other people. Because he's got like two or three people on his podcast, too. Yeah. So. Um. But he so he so people started to go fund me for him. He has like one of his first pictures out uh, and he's and he has a, a young son, too, um, who's like let two or something two or like something, that. Yeah. So he posts a picture on his Instagram stories where uh it's like you know little dude's first time at so, such and such brewery and a guy replies to his instagram story and says he says um uh like you swindled op- like yeah, cool opening, 3, op- you open up a gofundme yet are we- uh, yet jackets at least 3k great um great grifting sk- kudos on the grifting skills bro right. and he's like <laughs> He got a he and he and he, he shared the DM on his stories. He's like, right, "How right. the fuck do people like this actually exist?" Right, right, like, right, right. I literally he made memes of that. And yeah, and the memes gone. he made, like the you wouldn't upload a three thousand dollar jacket of like right. yes, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like fucking dying. This is inside baseball in the beer world. But uh, if you go, I mean, go follow. Don't drink beers if you're into uh, beer at all. Well, it's just a funny account. And but. did you see what that Christian guy said to him as well? Uh, oh god he was like yes. trying to buy don't drink beers instagram yes. he was like no it's not for sale yeah. he's like well you have cancer and you're dying from alcohol poisoning so fuck you and he was like okay aren't oh. you because he was like some christian guy trying to buy it as a instagram to be don't drink beers like actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking scum and he acted like he was doing him a favor by trying yeah. to buy the the handle and stuff so fucking disgusting <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that, uh, that whole debacle was hilarious. And it's still, it's still, again, like it was like just yesterday, he like opened up a package where it was this custom, like resin, mm. uh, black jacket. <laughs> cause he also was like, I've had this jacket for like 20 years. I was going to say, yeah, just cause you bought it at some point jacket. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You can't <laughs> instantly redeem that for cash again and make it all right. as well. Right. Even if it was $3,000, it's like. <laughs> it's and but he's he's like i've had it forever so fuck off and it wasn't anyway so yeah 
Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if some brewery makes like a, a beer called $3,000 jacket or leather jackets. <laughs> Uh, no, but it reminded me because, uh, you know, of my my classic, my stint that I did on my street at, when I was five or six years yeah, old. Yeah, exactly. Cool Gelled guy. my hair and had my first leather bomber jacket. Right. And was just trying to put out the vibe at about 6.30 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and all the cool people were walking right. around uh, sun, you know, during sunrise. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Uh, <laughs> Stumbling on their way home or coming out of a Gary coma to move into a less public place. Yes. Um, you know, I had at least three semi friends you know that i played with on that street so i really yeah, wanted yeah. them to see me but it was a saturday and they weren't getting out of the house till fucking 10 o'clock or something right right, right. until after pancakes at least yes i think i switched to riding my bike just randomly like back and forth to the park at the end of the cul-de-sac and back right to my house. with a siren on it so you knew people would come out and look and think something was happening oh um is there any major news in the consciousness world the consciousness alien world, would be, um, world. Um, nothing i mean nothing outside of i think what's been happening and talked about i think there's been yeah. any drops, the, whistle, the whistleblower guy thing is still going on there's there's been some you know i don't know the pentagon or the cia has said like well he's not wrong or it's like just quotes like that so everyone's already kind of bored of this thing again uh and it isn't really nothing's coming of it yet, but I, but totally, and I'm not shitting on it. Like totally understand that if something's going to happen, official, like if, 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 if official statements are going to come out of the government, it's going to take them quite a while to craft them and, you know, fucking work with their PR and make yeah. sure not whatever. Um, either way, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm shocked to say that I am like fairly uninterested in any sort of government disclosure about, aliens you know so yeah. um because again i think that that's happening on a personal level to lots of people everywhere um and again it's if if and specifically the the admittance would be we are reverse engineering craft that we have found right. from an off-world source yeah if they like had a camera crew of floating shit yeah or you know exactly. looking at floating whatever wacky stuff that's like okay yeah. exactly yeah so uh yeah seeing the actual bob lazar shit uh would be cool but um uh and then there's just those people that think no it's chinese tech or what and i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me right right, (laughs) if it can do what it says it's like that's yeah there's no fucking way but um uh yeah i haven't like again the latest thing i heard was kind of the cia thing saying they're not wrong um obviously the fucking submarine which now is already fucking like right literally done to death but uh um that was pretty cut and dry um I'm Someone guessing. did post a thing. I, I'm, I mean, you know, people died, so I try not to share too much or right. whatever. But um, where was the Donkey Kong Country um, congas? Oh, that they play yeah, in like this Kong is what drum. used was used to steer the ship. Because <laughs> I think that was N sixty four. Yeah, or was that Super Nintendo where it had the? No, it was N sixty four. Was Donkey okay. Konga and. Uh... Yeah, Donkey Konga and Diddy Kong Racing premiered on the N64. Um, in Which the I never played the Konga drum game. I don't think I, I only ever played it. Had it. Uh, no, yeah, I only ever played it at Blockbuster at the mm. demo station. Because uh, I think by then I had moved on even from N64 potentially. Yeah, I want to say Donkey like Konga was like mid to late N64. Um, yeah. And, you know, there were 
there was times on the N64 where like a game wouldn't, there wouldn't be a single game release for two months. You know what I mean? Right. So like the, 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 uh, the pickings were slim. I was going to say the slimmins were picked. <laughs> <laughs> Same uh, difference. GameCube as well was notorious for having right. a very light release calendar, but yeah. Um, N64, especially out the gate, it was like, here's two games. Here's yeah. a month. Here's Wave Racer, which thank God that was an amazing game. I played and it was like shit out of Wave Racer three or four months before just a game came out after that. Like, yep. Yeah, it was you know it was Mario sixty four, Wave Race sixty four, Cruising USA was early. Cruising USA on. was earlier too, and then Mario Kart sixty four was um ninety seven. So like mo- at least a few months after fall of ninety six, uh, or maybe it was like the you know Christmas ninety seven yeah. season or some shit. Uh, and, and Goldeneye was like August of something. Goldeneye was 97. So that was, it was basically Mario Kart and Goldeneye for 97. And then Ocarina of Time for 98. And that was kind of it. There was just a lot of shit otherwise. You know, Mario Party came out initially on then 64. And well, and then, Dark yeah, Kong some Country of the 64 and whatever. But the um, other, what's it called when it's a non Nintendo company making it? Oh, a third party. Third party. Yeah, games. just weirdo yeah. shit. Because there was like yes. Blast Attack or what was the Blast one? Blast Core. Blast. Yeah, yeah. That guy, I, I, I think, think I've shared that story. <laughs> you couldn't start a new game. Right. And exactly. I got stuck yeah. and then it wouldn't let me refresh. I'm like, this game's broke. Like, I can't yeah. go back and do the thing. Which that happened in a Beavis and Butthead game where I missed on the Genesis a part of the, the Guar ticket. And we just oh. couldn't ever beat the game because somehow yeah. we advance the level without the piece of the ticket right so it's and we beat the game game breaking bug they call that um and um uh s- sleeper hits on n64 though were turok dinosaur hunter oh i love turok that yeah. too turok 2 um required the ram expansion pack those, actually, yeah. um every time you uh every time you healed or uh came back to you know respawn or something and i am turok <laughs> it was like the one voice in the game but right uh, right right it was turok 2 famous for the cerebral bore gun which would mm. it was a homing bullet that would burrow into the head of the enemy which was very because those games are known for they were like the the like you know spiritual successor to like doom and like but like basically mortal combat level violence in a first right. person shooter right uh where you were a native american man fighting dinosaurs in a sci-fi dimension right right right. yeah not super futuristic per se but just tech elements i guess yeah it was yeah it it was there were there were high-tech weaponry but also you had a bow and arrow and by the second game you had like cybernetic raptors and shit like that too but uh, that was the first that turok one was the first 3d first person shooter Mm. And I had it basically it took like I loved it so much, but for three days straight, I was so motion sick because I never played original three. I played Doom and stuff, whatever, which were sprite based. But um, and then and then once I got used to it, totally, my brain just like adjusted and it never was a problem. Like my sister, Ashley, still cannot play first person games because it makes her sick. And I'm like, you just have to fucking power through it for like a day and sleep and you'll be fine. But she just can't um yeah you don't want it she she barely can do twin sticks which is every like you know like the now for the past 15 years modern right stick is the camera left stick is for aiming and whatever she still is like (laughs) smearing her shoulder into walls and shit like that right right with their first game uh Um, her husband is like he's like i can't stand watching her play hogwarts legacy because she just uh, runs into shit all the time oops (laughs) 
Yeah, she's only been playing games for 20 years. So, yeah. you know, another game I, I didn't like as much, but I think people loved was Perfect Cell. Perfect Dark, you mean? Or Perfect Dark. Yeah, because that was uh, that it was like was a James Bond clone. And I would just like play that. I'm like, this is I'd rather just play James Bond. Yeah, it was it was um, people like the multiplayer. OK, but it was it was like a I don't know. It was a sort of cool, you know, sci fi story with a female protagonist. Right. But once you were done with it, you were kind of done. Like nobody was really into the multiplayer. It didn't have a lot of staying power. But yeah. then like uh, Rare got bought by Microsoft years ago, 2011 or some shit. They made a fucking Banjo-Kazooie game and like whatever, but uh, which was on Nintendo back in the day. But uh, they tried to revive Perfect Dark and nobody fucking cared either. You know? Right, so, right, right. Um, yeah, so it was one of those. It's one of those franchises that people act like they were obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that the and this is newer but like um mirror's edge was an example where mirror's edge was this like parkour um action game not a lot of like combat and stuff it was mostly about how can you it's this like you know kind of a, a dystopian sci-fi where it's a very hyper uh orwellian like 1984 style government and you're this rebellious chick who's you know part of this resistance movement and she's running away from the authorities all the time to steal information and blah 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 the game sold like whatever, but it was kind of a cult hit with like in the games journalist field. And then they brought it back like 10 years later, like a sequel to it. <laughs> it sold even worse than the first one. Cause it, it was one of those examples where it's like Twitter and the gaming community, quote unquote, is a very small minority, uh, right. a very vocal minority compared to what actually people. It's like the Comic Con effect. Like, oh, all these nerds are here. And if we, if we blow this shit up at comic-con it's going to be crazy nationwide and it's like no oh yeah really. i just uh read the story where like all the big all the big comics companies and movie companies are pulling out of comic-con this yeah company. that's been on and off for like the last 20 years like marvel pulled out then went yeah. back in then pulled out and then they kind of had a thing and Same. then dc was there dc was out then they had movies and then then the marvel curse of was, comic-con marvel was developed. on a waterbed soaking with disney and yeah. then Warner's at least was nice. Warner Brothers came and shook and bounced on the bed. Well, they did a little, yeah. Like they sat on the edge and kind of like you know tap their foot. Yeah, right, right, right. Get enough. They didn't going. have to look. They didn't look at least. You know. But. Right, right. And the heater and the water bed was on. So. Right. <laughs> which uh, PTR had one of those, which is insane. Because uh, yeah, those things like when you sign a lease, you have to like for renting stuff, you have to say you won't have a water bed. Exactly. Like, I can't believe how big those got, and then just. They, my parents Such a had weird them. thing when when my stepdad and mom were first together he had a water bed and it was a king size water bed it weighed like something like i don't know 2500 fucking pounds or something right to the point where i'm like i don't think these should be upstairs like in one spot no, right 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 but, and then if uh, they leak the bladder and all that yeah and uh, and eventually of course it did even though they were like these thick vinyl tubes that you filled with water right. but also i was like even as a kid i was like I just feel nauseous on this. I don't know how you can sleep on this right. fucking thing. Well, and that's where they like legit needed heaters because they yes. would just be freezing yeah, yeah. and your body heat would never warm them up, I guess. Yes. But, yeah. yeah, I think they were bigger in like California, Southern California because it was right. like, you know, manageable the whole time. Something. But, uh, especially during whole time. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we can keep how you doing, Steve. How you doing, Joey? Short because we kind of just had video game uh, power out of it. But uh, yeah. how are you doing, Steve? I'm doing okay. Uh, I had a cabin mission this weekend. Nice. Uh, up to Lake Nacimiento. Uh, just cleaning up, making sure everything's okay because we hadn't been up there this year yet. So we had a lot of rain. Uh, lake is full. 
no serious damage to our property, thankfully. Most everything started right up and got going. Trimmed the Did weeds. You kind of back. renew some of like the the treaties um, with the rat king that lives. Yeah, in the, exactly. The RV that's there. I had a, I had a large. He, he requested um, a bit of my thigh skin and mm. part of my pinky as sacrifice, so that he would stay at bay. Right, right. Uh, and <laughs> rat king is bay, so. Uh, <laughs> He is a short kid. No, as well. We, I, I did. I didn't take a picture, but the barbecue was literally two inches high of acorns inside because something <laughs> had decided to make that its acorn stash. Wow. There wasn't like a nest or shit or anything, but just something was chucking acorns in there wow. uh, all year long. So go back at Christmas time, you can really do the chestnuts roasting. Yes, on Not an acorn fire. <laughs> uh, Two things semi-relevant to the show. One, uh, it is by an Air Force base. So all day Saturday, there were uh, fighter jets doing uh, mission training oh, in wow. the air. So you could actually look up and just see them like flying like pretty low to wow. where you could actually make make out what was happening in the jet. The guys were yeah. kissing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was just crazy because they were like so loud and just, you know, oh, watching yeah. them do their maneuvers. Uh, Again, just thinking like, God, if I was like, if they were here to kill us, oh yeah, this would be terrifying because you have like ten of those <laughs> like helicopters. Like it would just kind of wild to think yeah. about. <laughs> um, the second thing was something in the middle of the night was making a horrific noise down mm-hmm. by the water. Yeah, uh, which I thought was someone's like toy dog that got lost down there, but then it was like going really far away and then coming back, and mm-hmm. then in the morning. Uh, one of the cousins that lives up there, he's like, no, last time I was up here and spent the night, I heard that same thing. Uh, oh, weird. So it's a weird, like, bark screech. Mm. And then he said maybe an owl. Or I'm like, that didn't sound like an owl. He did throw out fox, which. Mm. Foxes sound really fucking weird. Could be. That's kind of what I was thinking. It was like a fox. But it was definitely just a coyotes, weird. Coyotes can sound very strange, too. This, Yeah, this was not coyotes, because I've heard them, and they'll usually do a lot of yipping yeah. and I've heard that a lot and they'll be in packs usually. Um, yeah, so they're either playing or they get a kill, but the fuck, right. but I don't, Foxes I've never really seen human. It's very strange. Yeah. I've never seen I, like weird fucking almost like the way deer sound sometimes. Yeah. I need to look up their sounds. Cause I don't remember not that foxes aren't up there, but no. can't wait for Sir Dumbingsley. He can isolate the, Yeah. 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 <laughs> Right, yeah, he sent one clip of us talking yeah. or doing something today in a, in a mix. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need to see what those sound like, because it was just like a horrific sounding, again, I was joking, saying it was like a chupacabra or something that released from the Air yeah, Force yeah. base, but... Um, I mean, that would be... Yeah, yeah, just look at you know, look at uh, various breeds of fox, whatever, look at the animals up yeah, there and just listen could be to up the there sound, and then, and then yeah. there you go, you know. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's... The bo- oh, and then going out to Florida here uh, for oh, the yeah, week. Yeah. Nice. Uh, don't have any plans yet to hang out with Bobandy, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and what you got to do is go to the Epcot. Oh, I am. And that's where I'm <laughs> going to Epcot and uh, West Coast Geek, a.k.a. Suncoast Geek. Uh, I think will be meeting us oh, well. for that adventure as well. <laughs> he will not be eating at any of the restaurants at the Epcot. He will only be eating at the smaller restaurants at the front that are more like the cafeteria style exactly. burgers, fries, things. Well, like he did that. ask if we had reservations because I guess for like the nicer sit down runs, you need yes, uh, I was a resi. Yeah. If you want to eat at Japan or Italy or France, 
those you'll it'll, you'll do well with a reservation yeah because uh, you can go to like the the pizza place in italy is called vesuvius and then i think mm-hmm. there's like a more standard rec restaurant too and the french place is fuck it i mean you can get like four thousand dollar bottles of wine there. oh jesus like yeah. they're they're legit it's legit french people it's a legit uh ethnic people they were full on chinese yeah. uh yeah <laughs> uh nationalists from those countries worked there but uh um the black and tan at uh, england was really good they made the bartending there was uh very good for beers but um switching a little waterloo right now oh yeah have you you've had this right the cherry line oh yeah 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 very much again i some people agree with me some don't i can't remember what camp you were in but it tastes like dr pepper yeah yeah for sure it has a that kind of the blackberry and the lime has that like weird in a good way that weird like pruney like you cherry know. limeade yeah because i think dr pepper was a cherry prune sort right. of it's prune based and it has the cherry dr pepper too so um that'll be fun but yeah. uh, um oh uh, it's gonna be in the 90s out there and yeah, i didn't I see any say, rain so light and sunscreen up oh um, yeah but uh yeah when was the last i haven't been there in Ep- at epcot for since 2011 so there's probably yeah, i think we there too yeah because yeah but last time i think it was on this weird time you're due for a a family yes uh gathering out there at some yeah. sort yeah we've been talking about that um it's just everyone's trying to have kids now ashley's trying to have kids and laura is, well, i thought uh, she ruined everything or they ruined you know now yeah, it's uh yeah it's a whole thing she's trying to have kids now good luck to her um and then my sister laura trying to get pregnant after giving up on being pregnant and um she just turned 43 so uh there's challenges there too so um and then my own challenges today but i'll go into those another time uh with pregnancy stuff but uh uh for me i am doing okay just okay school is going well uh, it's shocking to have like teachers that actually will proactively reach out to you personally to say like, I feel like I didn't answer the question you asked very well. Did I like, like actually checking it and stuff <laughs> like that, which is insane. Yeah. So, so different from undergrad, but, um, but yeah, it's going, it's going really well. Um, my first time in the quarter system. So shorter classes, like sh- in terms of like, they're only about two months, uh, two months in a week ish, like nine sessions. And, um, but it's nice because I'm like, as soon as you're getting not bored, but as soon as you really feel like you have a handle on something, they'll move on to a whole whole other aspect of it as like the kind of theme Mm -hmm. for it. And, uh, yeah, it's all been really interesting, which is good. Um, and it just hasn't, none of it's felt like, um, a chore, like the only, the only times, you know, it's, it's also, it's my first fucking three weeks or whatever. Right. So the only times like something feels repetitive is when like all all three of my main classes and then i have a one unit class which is like an intro to the internship so it's a very small class mm-hmm. but the like the three main classes they'll occasionally have a complete crossover in one of the segments i'm doing so it's like almost doing the same thing for three classes in a row that same week or something but yeah at the same time it also now is like embedded in my brain already which is much more efficient than going to seven lectures and you're only a third way through the fucking semester <laughs> and they're like do it you know so it's like if you have a if you have a really amazing teacher then having a semester with them is great right but if yeah. you fucking a lot of classes you're you know you're just like can you just tell me this information or 
what I love is that it's one live session per week. And then all the asynchronous work basically is like videos, lectures and other things, but you can do it on your own time, which is like, right. Kind of like hybrid work or work from home makes me feel more like I'm, my time is respected and I'm being treated like an adult, you know, which is yeah. nice. So, um, and it's nice to be able to like fucking scrub back and, oh, I missed this thing because I have to answer this little question prompt or like something like that. And it's just like, it's nice that they just want you to succeed. So, uh, very positive experience overall. So, um, and then, yeah, the only thing I'm just going to, I'm trying to get better at like managing and actually scheduling out my, time where it's like starting on thursday i need to like take thursday which is a pretty open day and start getting ahead on the shit for next tuesday so that by the time the days of the classes come all i have to do is really just some of the reading or something to prepare for the lecture but all this like the all the things i have to actually like check is complete and the little software they have uh is all done ahead of time but uh it's it's all coming together naturally which is nice so yeah. already had like three group projects everyone's very nice uh and helpful and uh no one's no one's being the weak the weak link you know what i mean everyone's actually mm-hmm. contributing which is nice i mean i was usually the guy that would have to carry group projects because nobody wanted to fucking do anything so yeah um yeah yeah going to school go picking a school that i actually cared about and did research for uh it's nice because i actually have like you know i don't care about their sports and stuff but like i actually have like some pride whereas like you know, when I went to my undergrad, I was like, the school's fine. I picked it because it's close and I can afford it or whatever. And, uh, they have a program that's relevant enough sort of. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, just a very, a very like, um, not defeatist attitude, but a very like, um, accepting uh, or, uh, yeah, like acquiescing to like, okay, I guess we got to go to college and get a fucking degree on something. Right. So, um, but anyway, yeah, other than that, um, Nothing too crazy has changed other than I have the past few weeks. I feel like I have truly reached a foundational repeated, uh, um, Detroit pizza Uh, recipe with my sourdough mm. in terms of ingredients and everything. Yes. But actually the flour that I'm using, the timing, all that stuff. I finally got to the point where like it has enough of the nostalgic flavors that I want in it to satiate like the, you know, like the pan yeah. pizzas of old. Um, but that at the same time, having the better ingredients, getting the textures of everything right. Yeah. Um, and all that shit in the last few have been intense. And have you tackled the schoolyard pizza hut, single serving pizza yet? Mm. My, well, you know, what's funny is that occasionally I feel like it's similar that but. yes. Occasionally that pizza, the cheese would go up to the edge and get that little right. cheese crust on there. So that is really that pan pizza hut from the eight pan pizza hut pizza from the eighties is kind of that nostalgia I'm going for, mm-hmm. but then also mixing in the nostalgia of my grandma and great aunt's restaurant, little Italy down here in orange County mm-hmm. that was around for like four years or something. And then my great uncle gambled all of the money away for it. So they had to close it down, but it was a real uh, gamble. He took, but yeah, but, um, Gampino. Uh, what was that Lido or Uncle Lido or something like that? Uh Lidio, that was his name. But uh he was a fucking drug gambler. But um but yeah, but then having the mixing those nostalgic flavors and the good the it- Italian ingredients, uh, because they would make grandma pizza there, like square pizza. So it still had a crust, you know, without cheese. It wasn't Detroit, but ultimately 
the difference between a Detroit and a, and a Sicilian or grandma slice is, do you put the cheese all the way to the edge or not? <laughs> do you leave some, otherwise it's the same fucking thing. But, right. Um, and you know, and cause, cause also I don't make the standard Detroit where the sauce is only on top. I do the, the tartine recipe where I've got some of the sauces baked when I par bake the dough first. So it's got the baked flavor. It's under, it's all integrated with the cheese on top. Cause it's like, like now I, when I, it's way easier to make it dry and then put the sauce on at the end. But I find that to be kind of, it's good, but it's, it, it ends up just kind of tasting like foca- gnarly focaccia bread with sauce on top, you know, and mm. not this integrated thing. So anyway, I'm happy where I have it. Uh, and I de- definitely like when I have a, a break, like my probably in August or something, I want to have like a big, um, a big pizza party. Cause now right. I can like, cause cooking those Detroit is way easier um, to like serve at a party to bake them there as opposed to make right. sling at a bunch of round pies where I'm fucking I'm working the yeah, whole time because it's yeah. all very timely. Yeah, when I'd have my uni parties, I was just sitting there exactly the, oven the whole time, just like man in the hole. Just, uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so um, yeah. Other than that, uh, fine and dandy. Let's let's get into let's get inside our Liverpoolian friend Anthony peak let's now get this this juicy a juicy co-creation yeah, they kept talking about how tasty and juicy and thick the information was Lilu. Um, <laughs> is her name oh my god this 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 information is so moist and juicy and ready on the road with Lilu. uh not was from fifth element correct yeah not Lilu dallas uh, uh yeah, on the road with it is funny that it's, it's she's french just like luke besson the director of that movie was but right uh yeah she is french this show ran in 2014 for two seasons it's also on amazon even though it's a gaia show it's actually a gaiam tv it's back when it was still gaiam g-a-i-a-m tv in a weird like asian font it was her her microphone is gaiamtv.com which is what gaia was right before 2018 so uh which this has the classic um uh, mr m videography class that we went to at contact yes, yes. uh all over it because it is set up so bad yes um one mic being Get shared between the two mic, of them man. like just have a second just mic. two mics <laughs> um stage some lighting and background yeah. a little bit because it's just super harsh daylight that's coming through whatever windows in mm-hmm. some like hotel or something room single camera and the mic <laughs> you can't actually have a conversation when you're just like passing a mic back and forth so. right she she should have just given him the mic the whole fucking time and then ha- motioned back like to inter- interject every once in a while but like uh also she was consistently looking off camera at someone and like nodding <laughs> like right, there was somebody right, right. probably giving her timestamps or something like that, like five minutes yeah. left. Because this left. was only what, 40 minutes, 35 minutes or something. Yeah, it was a standard uh, 43 minute, you know, so basically your classic hour long of programming without the commercial breaks or right. know, same time as if it had commercial breaks, but this does not. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, on the road with Lilu, no longer on the guy in network so an old and old or the show. road then apparently right uh but it's also funny because i think only two seasons are on gaia whereas on amazon there's like 70 episodes so i guess it got mm. picked up elsewhere but uh right. or, yeah, well, she, amazon's notorious for having just shitty production companies and just picking up anything because they're like yeah you're gonna give us like three cents of you if that sure exactly. we'll 
yeah, they'll buy an yeah. entire distribution company's worth of shit, yeah. you know, and just uh, throw it on there on Prime. But um, same with like Tubi now and Freevee and all the stuff. Right, right, right. All the I feel like that's how you do it. Productions could make something that can get on one of those. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if hell you could do it. <laughs> we got <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, but this was this was framed as a, a morning tea conversation with Grandpa Anthony, basically, just like in a parlor in London somewhere. Uh, this was filmed roughly in 2014. Uh, again, I had to do the fucking math and and do a little t- detective work because the show only ran for like a couple seasons starting in 2014. And then based on the books that Anthony was working on and hadn't been released yet, I deduced it was like late 2013 or early 2014. So because uh, he had just released the infinite mind field, as he says multiple times in the, which, in the interview, which was 2013 and, and he was about the, to release. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say just for everyone, that's the book about the Dick man, Anthony K. Dick. No, or uh, uh, the infinite mind field is basically about it's when he finally, and we'll get into this because I've or read he's working. Cause he talked about the biography, which he was working on. Yeah. So the biography of Philip K. Dick is called the man who remembered the future. And so that was 20, I want to say 14 or something like that. The infinite minefield, a quest to find the gateway to higher consciousness is when he finally, um, as he says in the, this interview, he's like my older books. I, I was still kind of firmly rooted in the materialist reductivism that consciousness is centered in the brain. Uh, cause the Damon, uh, his 2008 book, uh, that I'm almost done with, um, uh, is still kind of in that camp. He's, he doesn't get too much into the quantumness of consciousness quite yet, but then you cut, you cut, you know, you flash forward to his latest book, which is like the Ultimo version of the cheating, the ferryman hypothesis <clears throat> called cheating the ferryman. So like his first two books, I know I'm kind of bouncing around answering your question too, but first two books um, were his really big ones, which was, you know, um, of a guide to, to the, the extraordinary science between life after death, which is all about near death experiences and then dying. And then the Damon, the, uh, the guide, a spiritual guide to your extraordinary self, um, is really what he hit on. He hit on everything from the Damon, but all the way up to cheating the ferryman, which you could basically argue is you really don't have to read the Damon. Like it's interesting for me where I read cheating the ferryman first. So that's like his most, holistically up-to-date book with all of the shit from his other books combined into one cohesive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but cheating the ferryman and then 2019's um, uh, the hidden universe, um, a guide to uh, uh, non-human intelligences. Those, those are like, I, I read those two first. Right. And so, and then I'm going back to the dim. I still might want to read like the Philip K. Dick and a couple of these, but um, but it's cool that like at around the point of this interview is when he, and he says it in here where he's starting to work with more quantum physicists and like neuroscientists and realizing that he was wrong, that consciousness, you know, at least theoretically is not generated by the brain. It's not beholden to the brain because he's getting right. the zero point field stuff, the Akashic record stuff and the science behind that. So, um, welcome Blart, Blart, uh, 11, just join the chat. Um, Blart. And, uh, but yeah, so Anthony peak, we talked about him briefly in our review of contact in the desert last episode. Uh, long story short, we were very pleasantly surprised 
myself, you and your wife, we were all yeah. you know, pretty, pretty obsessed after the first lecture we went to so much so that we went to, we paid for a workshop uh, on the Sunday that we left. Um, yeah. To, we were looking for stuff you had found and we're like, Oh yeah, 25 bucks uh, is well worth it to dive a little deeper into this interesting fella. Yeah. And his, his books, I will say are a lot like the experience of going to the lecture and then the workshop. There's always about like 40 to 45% of the same material that's crossing over, but it's cool. Cause it kind of gives you these touch points so like when you read his books or when we went to those lectures, like I genuinely felt smarter, you know, right. like because because Anthony Peake is doing something that to me is beyond a John Keel, a Jacques Vallée, where they're really trying yeah. to focus just on what the paranormal is. Mm-hmm. Anthony Peake is trying to like offer a a truly holistic understanding of what consciousness is how it works, what reality is, how it works and how it relates to your consciousness. Therefore, like what is existence and what is the meaning of life kind of shit. And he's doing it. And and also what the paranormal is, right? What everything from what DMT entities are to what perhaps ghosts or poltergeists or whatever are. Um, and he's, but he's doing it in a way He's like, he is giving himself like the greatest challenge ever, which is why I think his stuff is the most interesting to, he's trying to do all of this. And as he says in this interview with Lilu, he's like, every single thing that I say, every claim that I make is backed up by academic papers. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, sometimes those academic papers are the Kabbalistic Bible, right? Where it's at least that's the primary source of Kabbalistic philosophy or whatever, or He's, you know, he's, he's like, oh, I have a friend in Denver who is a rabbi who is obsessed with, with, um, uh, showing the congruencies between DMT experiences and experiences by Kabbalistic shamans from the Kabbalah. Right. So shit like that. So, um, and as he said, many times in our lecture and workshop, he's like, I don't believe anything kind of like Graham Hancock, who is, you know, hyper-focused on doing this same kind of work um a very holistic view of how uh society how how society and culture is is older than we think right there were there were probably many many rounds of homo sapien culture right um it uh, is june what's that it is june yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh but anthony peak is doing his challenge to himself is i'm going to to tie together and he does this like in each fucking chapter which is crazy to the to the point where i don't zone out but sometimes i legit get information overload and i will go back and listen again yeah um multiple times sometimes he will tie together um basically something from like the trifecta of human thought he will be like here is like a philosophical religio spiritual uh set of examples that illustrate what i'm talking about here is like the fucking gnarliest latest quantum physics and science and also old science because sometimes you know we haven't gotten further than certain experiments and whatever mm-hmm. so taking the latest science and tying it to what he's saying and back to the religious spiritual philosophical shit and then taking like the um esoteric like 
well, the more like the human experience, like like human anecdotal data, right? Where people's stories, like, because like Jacques Vallée and Keel kind of stop at the human stories part, which is really interesting in and of itself, right? Because that's the experience to someone, right? Yeah. But he's like, uh, as he says in this interview with Lilo, he's like, he's like, some of my fellow writers just put tons of really interesting experiences or thoughts or opinions down but they and a lot of times they do back up their stuff but they never put it in the works for the reader to be able to take advantage of you know and so and think for themselves so it's like i can't really find any flaws with this guy um uh in general and i mean i mean I've, I've, he's written 11 books i've read three of them but again as i'm reading the Damon, which is a, uh, he's actually going to do a new edition of it, I guess, pretty soon. He's like, oh, okay. not a new edition of like it, a revised or something. Yeah, but it, but also it's kind of funny because the 2022 Cheating the Ferryman book is the revi- basically the revised oh. edition. Like, you really don't need to read the Damon book. Um, not that you shouldn't. It's really good. It's also pretty. It's shorter compared to the other ones too. So you've, if you wanted to start there, I would start in chronological order and then see how his philosophy never really changes. It's just little things like. Um, well, it's a big thing because he's like, well, now that consciousness, I think, is being scientifically proven to not be centered uh, on the brain uh, or in in the physical brain, all this other shit opens up and how it connects with quantum right. you know, with quantum mania, basically how it views yeah. Paul Rudd and his daughter <laughs> with a weird wig for no reason because she had normal hair in the movie yeah. and stuff like that. So, right. um, explain that, or as as Anthony would say, her not hair, because uh, he's from Liverpool, but right. um, yeah. <laughs> but uh uh yeah overall uh and, and he, he kind of does this in this episode which as steve said is a good um introduction to anthony peak so if you have gaia um there's also a if you want to just do it for free he posts on his website on anthonypeak.com like all the youtube shit he's been in mm, yeah i was gonna um, say there, I mean, there's gotta be a free version of this floating around yeah somewhere. And, and again he he's he is saying he's saying so much, but after reading cheating the ferryman and then the, um, the hidden universe book, like there's so much, again, there's so much crossover, not in a boring way, but there's so much crossover that again, it's like watching the Marvel movies or the star Wars movies where you're like, Oh cool. It's an, it's a, it's a new story, but it's still kind of set in the same philosophical universe. So there's this kind of character. Oh, here's his mom's Alzheimer's story. Here's, the story with precognition with the gal that has temporal lobe epilepsy in the bookstore again. Here is um, uh, Achilles paradox again, which he talked about it in one of the lectures, but that's kind of the, we can get into like the key of his, his Damon idol on um, dyad philosophy and his cheating the ferryman, ferryman theory, um, which is that, uh, and I'm going to butcher the science, but again, read, read the stuff or watch some of his content. Uh, his website's actually pretty good and, ha- mm-hmm. and he, he also does his own podcasts, um, which are in the form of like YouTube and Facebook live interviews, Facebook live yeah, interviews. Yeah. Facebook live's like the weird thing YouTube. he's on that. Yes. Seems yeah. To be where he goes the most from what he was yeah. describing. Not that I've followed up. He's, but... he's like, I'm on Facebook all the time, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but he's been doing it for like 10 years. He's been doing his own content. So like yeah. he has these, um, uh, he calls them like in hawks or something where it's like informal, what a holistic i don't know it's it's basically informal converse in con sorry they're informal mm-hmm. conversations which are kind of his podcast and they he has you know bill, dr bill gallimore that we talked about kind of at length on the contact in the desert episode who's a 
um, a neuroscientist who uh, is obsessed with DMT technology and like all that kind of stuff. So, um, but anyway, uh, so he has all his own, he has, you know, Anthony has a lot of his own content and shit like that. He has a, a pretty funny, it's not always meant to be funny, but kind of a funny Instagram account because it's definitely, right. it's cool. It's that only like 1300 people. Yeah, it's it's cool that he's using Instagram a lot, but he also is using it as an old guy, which is kind of funny too, you know. Um, it's uh, it's pictures of himself with like song quotes, you know, out in Greece or wherever he is right now, or whatever. Uh, pictures of himself when he was in his twenties, you know, and talking about how he used to be good looking, and now he's kind of humorously self deprecating or whatever. But right, right, right. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, his his concept is fascinating because he's he's basically taking reincarnation uh elements of like holographic universe simulation theory um fucking bug um and fucking bugs no and uh uh and 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 also what happens when we die um and also taking the kind of pan pan spiritual religious concept of your higher self like we hear that term a lot and like um like i mean it in in the therapy that steve and i do like you know we're like um uh it's based in kind of spiritual as what people would say woo woo stuff or whatever but like more eastern philosophical stuff and greek and roman stuff um but there's there is there is a the concept of you have yourself that kind of experiences the day-to-day and is living in real time and then you have a concept the concept of your higher self which is this version of yourself that's almost like timeless and divine right. untainted by the yeah. day-to-day yeah the, and, and the it, struggle it, it, is real for it your has a sense of omniscience right where it's right. like and so uh it's kind of like that you know better than this you know yes you know that kind of thing where it's like sometimes you let yourself just beat yourself up or get beat up and then there's yes. the other like come on step back look at this from the outside in everything's fine you're fine right you know, um, yeah. and all the way down to like guardian angel style occurrences, like right. turn your steering wheel left now. And then you well, realize yeah, that's a whole set. Yeah. Oh, a bunch of logs fell off a fucking truck and you would have been in the way or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, and I mean, I've even, it's, it is interesting for my own personal, you know, it wasn't this like esoteric when I was experiencing this, but like in some of my EMDR brain spotting sessions, it's really interesting that um, when I look back on the, ch- the shift in the visual perception of the memories that would happen. So I would go through some traumatic memory or series of memories and be processing them in the way that we do, um, in EMDR brain spotting and focusing on the emotion that is associated with memories because memories really aren't memories. They're your current emotional response to an event that happened in your past, right? They're always changing. And so, um, there, I, I, I still, I always tell my therapist because now it's like a running theme. Basically, at the time of like my parents' divorce, was so when I was about five, that's when my memories shifted to first person mode, and I would always see everything in first person mode. And I think a lot of people do. I'm not sure, but like, um, my memories would be trapped in the actual sort of visuals if you can call it that of the memory that happened right it was like oh that was me in my eyes you know being there right but a big part of what i liked about emdr when i've had my first few like processing sessions was 
feeling like I had then become like the cameraman or the director of that scene of the memory I was in. And I was able to see everything and everyone clearly. So it's like, yes, my dad did say something fucking really demeaning and disheartening when I was at this certain age. But you have to remember like the systems in his life that led him to saying something like that, the kind yeah. of lack of, of really like, you know, deep love that he has with his wife and his parents that he's recreating from his parent. Like you start seeing all these. So that became kind of like a, in the beginning of my processing became a, a, a metaphorical almost way. Like I feel like the director, even though the memory I still like kind of felt like I was still in my eyes, but I could almost like, it became like a, at least like a third person over the shoulder game at that point where right now there have been like some of the breakthrough, um, processing sessions where I really, um, some of these, re- these memories that I would just go back to, things that I realized were tied to like, you know, the hyper responsibility tied to the divorce uh, that would manifest in my fucking weird ceiling fan, you know, obsession or breaking things right. or like whatever um, body image issues, like all this stuff. Um, there were times where I would really feel like in that session, I would get to the core of what caused me the pain and how I don't need that. And so, and our therapist would be like, what would your, if you can imagine the best, most wise version of yourself, mm-hmm what would that person say to seven-year-old Joey in this moment? How would he right. act as if, and, and, and this, and this higher self knows what happened because he is a part of you. Right. But he's the more mature self that you are now. And maybe the more kind self, the more empathetic self, how yeah. would he, and, and so you can kind of go and you basically reparent yourself. Like when you didn't get a good, you know, parenting skill from your parent at that time, they come, they kind of fucked you over or whatever, or they just made their own mistakes and misjudgments. You then kind of reparent yourself. And so there was times when long way of saying that those memories complete, it was very weird. It was almost, it wasn't like it, it wasn't so much psychedelic, which I've had sometimes it was more of a, um, as Zach Bagans would say, a flash image, but it was a kind right. of a longer image where, um, I would actually, for the first time, like associate like one of the memories, which came out of nowhere. I don't know why my mind came up with this. It was like dealing with my like rage and anger issues. And at the end of the session, when we were in like kind of the healing part of it, I pictured myself. The, the memory was like me on a river in a canoe. Like it's a dream that I had that I associate with my anger and all this weird stuff as she was walking me through this, this imagery I was creating in my head. And long story short, by the end of it, I came like it was literally just me as if a camera was set on the side of like a hot spring. And and it was me as I am now completely and a camera with no filter, hashtag no filter, no filter, nothing. And I'm just popping out of this like pond or pool of water and I'm just kind of refreshed and relaxed. But it's like my memories never look like that. They always have some sort of strange visual effect on them very usually very dreamlike and like whatever. And there's been kind of like AI wrote them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's like, and, and then, yeah, it's like literally here's an AI version of something. And then it just cuts to a camcorder shooting something real with no effect, you know, no Mr. M class at, at contact right, or anything. Right. And I've had that multiple times now. And I, in my head, I'm like, Oh, I am now seeing my true self, almost my high. It's. And so if I were using Anthony peak terms now, I look back on those and it's like, oh, wow, it's almost as if I finally made a connection with my daemon, with my higher self that's, mm-hmm. you know, living in the 
the right side of my brain, the non-dominant side of my brain, because I can now see those situations, not only for what they are, but and what they were, but like billions of permutations of it. And then also, and then I really have a lot more empathy for everyone involved. And it's not so much about hating my dad. It's understanding that it wasn't personal. He came here, like he came here from a family that did this and abused him this way, like all this kind of shit. Right. And so anyway, that's a short story, very long, but like, I feel like even if you just want to argue in a metaphorical sense that that's been ha- like connecting with my quote unquote Damon, as Anthony would call them, your higher self has been happening more, the more I process things. And then I've also been able to integrate those things into my, what he would call your Eidolon self. So the, the, the real time Joey, that's living his real time, three dimensional linear time life. And, um, so it's like, I was doing all that for years now in therapy, but now like this model is really fascinating because it just like, it's so broad, but so specific too, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, that's a personal kind of weird, you know, relationship. So point being the daemon, which is the Greek, the, from the Greek daemon, which is where the term demon come from, but it has nothing to do with Christian. Right. Evil just evolved. Stuff. Yeah. Um, it's from the Greek Gnostics who we've talked about Gnosticism before right. the episode that we covered about Gnosticism on probing guy is the episode that David Wilcock left Gaia over because he said that that episode right. promoted pro a pro Satan mindset, right? A pro lizard people. Yes. Uh, okay. because it was just, it was simply talking about the Gnostic version of the Adam and Eve right. story. Um, right. and, uh, so anyway, uh, me and Steve sitting here recording, are our eidolons right which is where the term idol comes from right like a video game again yes is what he makes a reference to right if if you're playing the game and the character in james bond goldeneye is teabagging someone yes we are the one um playing as odd job in shorts right uh playing slap hands yeah, yeah no uh, weapons mode. All, <laughs> yeah, all the variations yes where damon is the one eating cheetos um and sucking down mountain dew with the uh, controller in hand about to punch someone in the face physically. Yes. Over over looking at your screen. Yes. So (laughs) no screen watching, no screen. (laughs) uh, Yeah. And, and that's probably the better analogy, which is what Anthony uses too. Uh, But it's funny because in this Gaia episode, this chick Lilu clearly has never played a single video game or maybe even seen. Isn't that for nids? (laughs) Even though she's French, but, She's somehow like New Zealand or South <laughs> Africa now. <laughs> Isn't that for nerds? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jacques nude? Isn't that for fucking geeks and stuff? Yeah. Uh, loser. But yeah, he he makes the a really good analogy, which is that um not only is your daemon the the kind of infinite version of yourself, um the concept of death that that in in this in this daemon eidolon dyad the basis of his whole philosophy that spreads out in everything else is that your consciousness technically can never die. So what you would call your soul, your consciousness, your being never dies because, uh, at the point, and then we'll get out to the video game thing in a second, but at the point that you are nearing death, the brain has this huge flood of glutamate, and also endogenous drugs like um, DMT is like, you know, like activating your pineal gland. It's in your system, like all that stuff. There's this huge scientifically documented flood of endogenous, endogenous chemicals, which just mean created by itself, like, you know, uh, from within itself. 
And most people, when they are near death, um, the classic near death experience is a lot of times floating above, seeing a being of light floating above. He goes through all these trends in seeing yourself. Yes. He goes through all of these trends in the Damon book and to his 2008 book. Um, but ultimately the, the, um, uh, the life review happens, the classic, my life flashed before my eyes, but many people report literally feeling like they lived their life of 63 years again in real time. Right. And then all of a sudden they get back to the moment where they nearly died. Um, and then they go, wait, they remember being there and it's only min- only a minute or seconds have passed. And yet their brain actually felt like they lived their entire life in real again. time. Yeah. And so, uh, all of these chemicals and again, DMT, this thing, ha- this happens on DMT trips on LSD trips when your pineal gland is heavily activated and these chemicals are breaking down the, um, signal barrier between your two hemispheres of your brain. Basically what he's saying is that you are accessing kind of your demonic self a little bit more at that moment. And your, your daemon is kind of like showing you your life, right. Or, or simply that time becomes different, right? Like where, where your, your consciousness is perceiving it's the Achilles paradox that he mentions a lot where it's like, there is a, um, Achilles was tasked with beating a turtle, a tortoise in a race. It's kind of where the, the, the tortoise and the hare thing comes from. Right. But the King at the time said, um, and this was an Arist- Aristotle poised this paradox. He's like, so the King tells Achilles, uh, but the tortoise always gets a head start and you can only, you have to stop at the point the tortoise gets a head start from. So even though the tortoise is going very slow, Achilles actually only gets, he gets closer and closer and closer to the tortoise, but because he can never go past where the tortoise started his head start, he will never actually reach the tortoise. So it's, it's in effect, Achilles time is slowing down. It's getting halved and halved and halved and halved exponentially ad infinitum. So that one second becomes two or whatever. One one inch behind the tortoise becomes, you know, a half inch becomes a quarter inch becomes an eight. But he will never, ever reach the tortoise because it's it's ever reducing. Right. And so Peak says that the same thing is happening with time because time time is very malleable, even for people without near death experiences. Right. Like when they're feeling certain things, time actually feels longer or shorter than it actually is to. Oh, well, it's just people. like a slow motion camera. Right. So it's going to capture a moment where if there's less frames to capture it, it'll appear to go faster mm-hmm. when there's more frames capturing it, that what we would perceive as a 22nd of a bird flying could be stretched into like five minutes of just slow-mo right. wing slapping. Right. So even though we perceived it as 20 seconds, that version of the capture is five minutes and the yes. bird, you know, probably similar 20 seconds, but still it's the one perceiving, Right. Uh, time, which is why it's all relative. Exactly. Yeah. That's where the whole theory of relativity, right. relativity comes from. And so, um, yeah, the observer of w- the conscious observer of one aspect of time, even happening to other people can be very different from a, another conscious observer observing their own time. So point being, and this is where it gets a little weird, but again, if you read his books, he talks about the quantum science that is backed up by quantum scientists now with all this shit. So basically he's saying that, uh, yes, at one point there was like an original you, 
right? There has to be a first or something. Um, and all, uh, but honestly, the Damon version of you is that original you. Once that initial death happens, the Damon becomes aware of what it is, right? And so, uh, and and realizes, oh, I am actually two beings inside one consciousness, right? And now the infinite multiverse spreads out kind of like laterally. He calls it like orthogonal time where the daemon is on like, if, if linear time is on a horizontal is on the, what are the X axis, then the daemon is all, is constantly on a Y axis following along and right. can see everything from above basically. So that's very much like interstellar, right? When you're fifth dimensional, when you're above time right. and you can it's see in the Z axis. Yes. Yeah. You can see it all as kind of one thing, but you can then physically go and pick out elements from a, a timeline right, as it were. Right. but this all gets very fucking heady but once once that initial you the core you which is kind of the daemon is getting close to death it gets activated You're like this this near-death experience activated whether you end up actually dying doesn't change it because the same chemicals and shit get released whether you actually die or you come back from death right and now basically an infinite number of yous spawn <laughs> because and like steve was saying the daemon now, this, this higher self that's already lived at least one of your lives, is the guy with the controller in his hand playing the video game. But the person in the video game is an avatar of himself or herself. And so the daemon knows to an extent what's going to happen. But also, he also makes the point that the game player, unless he's played the entire game before, but you have to think about games like the sims or like fallout or elder scrolls or super mario brothers right we all know level one but we don't know all the shortcuts to get to the end and we don't know all the long ways to get to the end right what if you die on the first goomba that's crawling along right that whole life is over but at least the game player goes oh there's a goomba that comes on the right side of the screen oh and i can get a health here yeah there's a mushroom here whatever right so the consciousness of which this daemon is a part of is experiencing um, uh, a multitude of lives of repeated lives, but each consciousness can only experience that the Eidolon version, the lower self version, our ego version can only experience that life in linear time because it is in a three dimensional body. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, yeah. it was born in a three dimensional body or put into it. So that's kind of the only way it can perceive it. Right. But then as you, if you get, he says like more creative people, or as we saw in the lectures, people with specific mental illnesses that break down the um, barriers between the two hemispheres of the brain, which right. are usually in place as a filter. A lot of people will feel a presence or talk to this higher right. self, or uh, he he argues that even the, um, the hag or the hat man that people see with sleep paralysis is actually just your other self, basically, right? right Doppelganger phenomena, yeah. like all that kind of stuff is actually your daemon, right? And because yeah, yeah. um, he brought up some woman who had not Alzheimer's, but something where she started having precognition and it was all documented. Temporal lobe epilepsy. Right. Yes. Cog- she was, with, yeah, go ahead. Go well, ahead. the old lady, right, where she was like on her way out, but she was like, oh, hey, hey, darling, to her daughter or something oh, like, what's yes, wrong yeah, with yeah. your teeth? And she's like, nothing and then a day later she's like yeah i did go to the dentist and my teeth were all fucked up right or something. Oh, like she's something wrong with all her these very short something short like precog things yeah. without her knowing but knew exactly what was going to be coming not like years or days but just again hours or, or yeah hours or minutes moments. Usually, yeah. yeah and and 
because yeah, Alzheimer's before it completely destroys your brain, it breaks down the, uh, the myelin, which is funny. I actually just, we're learning about neuroscience now in one of my classes and they talked about the function of myelin, which is an insulator on all of your neurons and synapses. And if the myelin breaks down, guess what else does that? DMT. It breaks down the myelin around uh, your neurons temporarily. Um, and it's like it's like a fatty insulator around it so that the uh, signals can be more efficiently sent from like kind of one end or one neuron to the other, one synapse to the other. But when you break those down, whether it's Alzheimer's, whether it's a drug trip, a, you know, a psychedelic trip, or whether it's like temporal lobe epilepsy or weird migraines, people see auras before certain types of migraines and stuff, and they have precognitive abilities sometimes before right. um, migraines hit, uh, or they see their doppelganger or whatever. All these weird things happen. Um, and uh, he even uh, goes through the story of Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc yeah. is hearing this, this voice, which only later in life did she say was three different voices during her trial, when they kind of forced her to say, you have to name tell us that these aren't satanic, you know, demons talking to you or whatever, you know? Um, so, uh, but it was, it was this entity with precognitive abilities that seemed to know everything that was going to happen. Um, and, and it also, you know, and some people connect long story short, some people connect with their daemon naturally. Some people, their daemon comes out at like stressful times. Um, he also has evidence that, um, Joan of Arc had temporal lobe epilepsy or sorry, had, um, had the specific type of migraines that were caused by her hearing the bells of Notre Dame, which was like, that can actually happen now where certain mm. musical or, or very intense sounds can trigger such a deep emotional response that these migraines now start occurring in the brain, which is crazy. But, um, anyway, could go on forever, but the, the, the point of the whole cheating the ferryman theory of which he illustrates with the, Damon Eidolon dyad of the way, you know, of, of there are two of you, two versions of you existing in your mind, in your consciousness yeah. at all times, is that ultimately you don't, you, you, you reincarnate infinitely as yourself. And each of those reincarnations of yourself is what creates kind of the multiverse, which, which then you can argue is a hologram version of what is actually the true universe, which is the one that your daemon is initially from, right? Yeah. So it's not that some future race made a computer simulation that we're all living in like the matrix. It's that the universe itself, which is also what we're finding is that the universe is perhaps made of consciousness, right? right. Like reality is formed by consciousness. Um, and, uh, it's, so again, all this shit Some is Douglas Adams up. type stuff, right? Where it's yes. like, Oh God, went out of existence when people realized he didn't exist or needed because mm -hmm. based on the fact that we have language and this then theoretically means he doesn't exist and then he stopped existing right. exactly. things like that um and it's it's interesting too because he um he uses the fact that um uh it initially was thought that like only um, singular electrons or atoms like particles could be like entangled across vast distances. Mm -hmm. But now they're realizing that very large molecule chains <laughs> can exist simultaneously, like in other dimensions and affect each other and on different frequencies, right? Even though they share the same kind of core, whatever it's called. But, um, it's really interesting that now quantum mechanics is catching up to where, cause if you think about it, if, 
if uh, and sorry uh sorry the whole point of that was that larger and larger molecules are also passing that initial photon as a wave or as a as a um particle the right. the whole observable you know the the universe is created you know atomic particles exist as an ever fluctuating wave until they are observed and become a point so therefore particles subatomic particles aren't technically real they are literally the physical sort of manifestation of the concept of probability of something mm-hmm. something happening versus something else right and this the is where we get kind of like the universe being binary code basically right it's either going to yep. be this or that right um and so you'll hear Anthony talk a lot about the the observer collapses the wave function of subatomic particles, but the um, that same principle is being tested with larger and larger molecular strands to where there's some molecular strand that is uh, over 80, um, 80 uh, atoms deep now. The atomic weight is 80, and it, is not does not exist as a particle or a wave until it's observed right so it's like and if that's the case the molecules are what make us up right like we are that's like we are the chemicals that molecules make then that means we are only made up of a series of probabilities right which there's the multiverse too right so it also kind of goes back to what you've said which is that ultimately there's so many multiverses that there's kind of only one you know yeah, like, exactly yeah because like, you can only observe one at a time but the only difference is that peak is saying that there is an omniscient version of you that um that is playing your game right he's, he's right, using right, you as right. his avatar and also why he doesn't technically want you to die or get hurt or make bad decisions or whatever or sometimes they direct people towards their death because their death or something means so much to the rest of existence. Right, right, right. Because, yeah, it's all the entanglement of, like, if I have a game and you have a game, how are we all infinitely replaying the same game mm-hmm. and connecting with each other? Right. Um, it's it's like a it's like a live service game. It's a mul- it's a massive it's all a massive multiplayer role playing game or whatever. Right. It's, right. And so um, well, it's also kind of like. Um, you're a big sports guy, but, you know, like football, right? Like, oh, yeah, any team sport where you know the lineman he's the right tackle is going to do this thing and maybe purposely fuck something up to then trick the defense into doing something and then the quarterback's going to do something and then you score your touchdown right it's like you're all living your in that game in the moment but you all have your specific roles for that game to unfold in the way that it's supposed to for your team which is winning yes yes um and if we don't get no roles we don't get right. our tolls, but uh, exactly. our tolls. We get <laughs> uh, no, that's exactly right. And so, uh, and, and so then overall, and, and this was something where I'm like, um, he doesn't get to for a very long time in any of his books. Uh, but I, I, you know, eventually I'm like, okay, but what is the point of the daemon wanting his or her Eidolon to what, what is it trying to learn? Right. What is it trying? What is he accomplishing by living this like dozens or infinite number of lives? Right. And ultimately, he's saying that. And this is where he says that I don't have a paper that says this, but my papers that say this are every single philosophy and religion in the world, which is that ultimately one can only achieve true enlightenment 
and go to maybe whatever heaven is or be one with the universe again once your your the ego that's in your eidolon in your lower self is now a mostly compassionate empathetic being that wants more more good than bad you know kind of thing it's it's like it's the it's the journey of what every living thing should be which is that we are all striving towards or hopefully all striving towards togetherness oneness compassion uh you know because helping each other out only makes things better not worse right, right? and so so basically he's he's saying the the reincarnation journey of like hinduism right that's the most popular one that is also doing that except that in in reincarnation hin- hinduistic reincarnation you don't have any control over what being you get reincarnated as right. and therefore what are you going to really learn you know, it's going to take so much longer. It'll be needlessly so much longer because, oh, if you were a bad guy, now you're a bug that gets squashed and then you come back as a dog that you come back as a right. baby again and like, you know, billions of years or whatever it is. Right. But in, in this, um, this, this makes more sense to me with now what we're understanding about the universe and how consciousness connects literally, or is the stuff of the universe and the zero point field, which is that basically that all the information of everything that ever could be had to exist at the point of the big bang, the bing bong, right? Right. The, bing the, bing bong happened. Yeah. Uh, the big bang happened. And therefore this higher self can access a lot of that information. Even if you are living your little linear eidolonic life and you right. can't, you can't see the forest for the trees. You're focused too much on the trees. Um, but you can, either through medical issues in your brain, psychedelic drugs, or very deep um, meditations, trances, you know, getting your brain on those frequencies that can maybe connect um, with, with the, the, uh, what, what most would call the other world, but he would say it's just your daemon, Right. So, right. And he, he only uses the term daemon and Eidolon. It was really cool. Cause he gave like 10 other examples in the lecture of like, Oh, in this Hawaiian culture, which is the most isolated culture in the world, they have a dual consciousness concept right, where right. two people live in your brain and one of them is a higher. Yeah, in sociology, there's certain, I remember I took a few classes, but there's like seven core things that all humans do, right? It's like they all made alcohol. They all have uh, a taboo system. Yeah. They all have this system, that system. So it's like these core beliefs that like we all smile and laugh when we're yeah. happy and we yeah, all yeah. cry in whatever frown when we're sad like these certain elements are just like rooted which we don't know why or where but in our core core beliefs so it's like okay if we all have this there's something there or some reason behind. right yeah and and in um in i can't remember if it's hidden universe i think it's in cheating the ferryman but now uh and then and then kind of tying into all the penny royal stuff because they're all about the universe existence just being uh information right the zero point field that it's all just probabilities waiting to happen and and it's data right and like just raw data and in the cheating the ferryman book i think he talks about how we are now um understanding dna more and more and that dna at its deepest level is pulling its programming from this quantum field right and so our dna which expresses how our bodies grow and how our mind is shaped and all that stuff. Um, but also leaving lots of room for nurture, right? There's nature and then nurture, right? Um, 
that our DNA can pull from this information field. Therefore, literally there are infinite possibilities for how your life could go. Right. And yep. he's saying that your daemon is privy to all of those basically. Um, and then all, then he goes real deep. I think in cheating the ferryman in the newest book where he's like, then there's all these examples of, well, here's the level above the daemon. The daemon is part of this kind of this existence. Right. And then there's this level above, which is where you could say there are more singular divine others, like the, like kind of the realm of the gods or the, the layer of consciousness that would be what we would call something divine. Right. Because then the hidden universe goes into, okay, yeah, there's a shit ton about the Damon Eidolon thing again. But then he's like, but there are others too, right? There are other consciousnesses that are having this dyad as well. Yeah. Um, and there are other, there are, we live in a universe that is part of a multiverse of dimensions. So it's right. not just us here on earth in this dimension existing. There's going to be fucking yeah. aliens and other life out there and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everyone, you know, the people that are cowboys are living their lives just as we are living ours all at the same time. Right. Going back to that, all the information was there from the big bang. Now, the only questions so far that I've still had are like, so that explains humans. Then I have to ask if the cheating, the ferryman idea applies to every living thing. That means if you are a fish, a goldfish, right. you are then forever a goldfish, I guess. Or yeah, yeah. could that go back to even your own evolution is an alternate life and maybe you've, I don't know. Like that's that, that it gets a little weird there. Cause he doesn't really yeah. talk about how it could affect other living things. Well, Yeah. That's where he, well, and also not to get too off tangent from what they talked about in this episode as well, since you can do a Patreon here, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think he, that's why he's like, I don't necessarily believe all this, but I'm just digging around, right? These are just ideas and theories. So it's like, it, it's impossible to go down all the rabbit. Yeah. Holes. Because, because, rabbits for example as far as we can tell aren't they they don't have a a mind that is experiencing as deep a level of existence as we are who can communicate about it so he's kind of i think it's kind of like a I, it's a moot point right he's like he's, he, he'd probably be like i would love to but i don't know how rabbits think or exist right, right, so right. maybe they are and also i guess if you're a rabbit and you don't know any of this higher stuff then you're not missing anything anyway. <laughs> you're just, right, right. you're a rabbit that lives a couple years longer than last time or whatever. Yeah. You know? They're an NPC or G or whatever the hell yes, it is. There you go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah. it's a really, it's a really fascinating hypothesis. And I'm, as I continue to read his older book um, and seeing where it went in the newer books, it is really great. Like he's, he's, he went down the Bill Gallimore train. He went down, you know, he's like, he started layering in all the latest, kind of shit which is like psychedelics dmt um and then unique people that have these abilities too which he told some of those stories in our yeah. um there was his secret artist friend that you know has temporal lobe epilepsy and has been seeing these weird entities or going basically going to another realm um his whole life you know so yeah. um charles bonet syndrome which i'd never heard of which is where people that are degenerative sight loss sufferers over the years that they lose their sight, many of them start seeing entities, just humanoid entities or something like all the time. Like his mother would see children that would like dance with her and play with her. And then there would just be right. an old man in her kitchen that was always there smiling at her, which is like yeah, yeah. creepy as fuck. But you know, it's, uh, but that's understandable. It's not part of the theory. Like she's actually seen something. It's like, no, she just has problems and her mind's breaking down. And mm -hmm. then, 
you get the glimmers of his theory, but then also just rooted in reality of like that just synapses misfiring and all this. Well, stuff. yeah, and, and then that's why I want to read. I think um, the infinite mind field, and then opening the doors of perception, which are, I think were like twenty twenty thirteen. I think twenty fifteen for the other one because those are the books where he goes deep into what dreams are and what hallucinations are. Yeah. yeah, which is exactly that kind of shit, you know. So, because uh, by the by again wrapping all his shit up and cheating the ferryman, not that he's done, but it's kind of the culmination of everything. Because uh, actually, the Damon book was supposed to be called, or not? No, sorry, the one before that, the Life After Death, the Extraordinary Science of What Happens When You Die. That his first book in two thousand six was supposed to be called Cheating the Ferryman, but his editor was like, "That's lame. You just got to call it. That's not going to sell books. You got to call it this." But his it's been the theory ever since, right? right. And sorry. Cheating the ferryman means when you, in the Greek tradition or Roman tradition, you go down to the river Styx when you die. Your soul goes down to the river Styx. There's a there's a fucking Karen. There's this guy Karen C H A R O N who's yelling about Starbucks prices. But no, he's <laughs> he's the ferryman who will take your soul to either Hades or uh, Elysium, which is like the heaven or hell, right? Um, but uh, so basically, because your consciousness never actually, your soul never actually dies. You'll forever cheat the ferryman by not giving him your coin to take you your summer coin yeah, beyond, across yeah. the the river, right? Um, he does make a side point too in this documentary and elsewhere in his books where he's like, a lot of people don't talk about, it's like the river Leith that's next to the river sticks and that's the river of forgetting. And if you drink of it, you can, you'll lose all your memories, but you can live your life again. So reincarnate right. as yourself, which is the eternal return or eternal recurrence. But anyway um but yeah, yeah it's it's a fun i was gonna say a fun episode just to get a good base of right what he's doing and yes. and then take your dives into all the books but. yeah he he um yeah in in 43 minutes he's talking almost the whole time but but like it's funny it's like i almost envy people that and i'm only i've only known about him for what three and a half weeks or something now it's like almost wish i could go back and experience that for the first time you know but uh but uh, yeah, this is a great if you have a if you have a Gaia thing, you know a Gaia thing. If you have a Gaia membership, it's a really good entrance into his concepts. And then I would I would ultimately, if I had to recommend one of his books, hmm, I still might recommend the Damon first, just because it's more there's it's chock full of stuff. And yes, he does you know he does um, iterate on his theory but it at least gives shit tons of examples, medical, philosophical, and, and overall like scientific of why this might be a thing. Um, yeah. and then move on to probably, you know, I, again, I commenting on the three books I've read. I can't speak for the other ones, but those two books seemed like, okay, the cheating, the ferryman from 2022 is the ultimate culmination of all of my life after death consciousness. And, um, um kind of simu simulation holographic universe shit for yourself and then hidden universe is the ultimate culmination of all of that shit but but interacting with the other with not your daemon or yourself right even though right. some of those paranormal things could be your daemon but some of them might not right so um and then opening the doors of perception is uh apparently his um his like psychedelic slash you know the world's next door kind of thing, you know, Aldous Huxley's yeah. Aldous Huxley's doors of perception kind of pseudo sequel. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah I love talking about out. this yeah. stuff. 
um yeah check it out definitely it's definitely as i read more it's um kind of retroactively reshaping some things even it's just possibilities it's a really interesting framework to think of um you know your existence and stuff but uh, and it's not a spoiler but it's funny because at the end of the cheating the Veryman book he's like the last words are just uh he's like thank you for reading and enjoy your many lives you know (laughs) (laughs) which is like a really interesting like positive thing where it's like hey this it's it's like he's not trying to sell it to you but he's like you're basically never gonna die really right like you'll keep coming back you know as yourself which is interesting so um maybe come back with a bigger hoo-ha next time you know vagina uh (laughs) (laughs) but um anyway i think that's enough um are you good steve anything else? yeah yeah yeah. we're solid hour now half almost 40 in so that was a good chill um yeah highly recommend anthony peak uh, go down his little rabbit hole. Go to anthonypeak.com. So I'm saying Anthony, but it's just spelled Anthony. Anthony. Um, P-E-A-K-E. Yes, and then like Mountain Peak, but with an E. So A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-P-E-A-K-E.com. Uh, he's also, uh, I think he's cheating the ferryman 51, or just type in cheating the ferryman as one word on like Instagram. Look at Probing Ancient Aliens, follow Yes. Following and Anthony or cheating the family. Yes. That's a great call. But um, yeah, other than that, um, thank you as always for listening to Probing Gaia. Uh, We appreciate you. We appreciate your subscribing, your liking, your rating and reviewing us. Uh, We appreciate you going onto our socials at Probing Aliens on Twitter, at Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram, especially for those stories to uh, let you know when we're recording and streaming on Twitch. And uh, head over to uh, Cape and Cow Collectibles in Fountain Valley uh, to, to go to the Black Hole Supply Company shop and shop that Steve runs and go to blackholesupplycompany.com for the online version of that shop. And, uh, and yeah, give us, a, give us a, a listen on our other podcast, which is on its own feed. Uh, no Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast about the infamous and famous manga berserk if you like dark fantasy um if you're scared of japanese stuff don't be a because you're a racist no but don't be don't be scared it's it's basically a proto hyper darker version of like game of thrones mixed with hellraiser if i could make it right, right so uh come along with us on our journey uh with berserk we're going in, in publication order just like we do with ancient aliens all that fun stuff so uh other than that we're turning bye, bye.